Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back. Hello, hello. Okay, so there was word on the street (laughs) that Bradley Cooper, the Oscar-nominated actor, director of one of my favorite movies of the last five years, A Star is Born. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. There was word that he was living in Fairfield, Connecticut. You know, the nice suburban East Coast town of Fairfield, Connecticut, far away from Los Angeles, far away from not not that far away from New York City. Um, And so fans were like, oh, my God, (laughs) he's here. We have to find him. Um, Fans have been stopping by the home that he has supposedly been that that he supposedly bought. It's this huge home. It's a massive mansion in Fairfield, Connecticut. What's more is they've been dropping off cookies and muffins Mm -hmm. And they've been inviting him to dinner parties. They've been dropping off invitations in his mailbox. Let's be clear. These aren't just fans. These are female fans. The listing agent for the home told uh, the New York Post, page six, that female fans have been aggressively circling the Sasco Hill Road mansion in an attempt to snag a date with the star. Quote, we have had things like women dropping off cookies or muffins that they bake at the gate with a request that he return the dish personally. <laughs> Dinner party invitations, etc. Women are always driving by and stopping at the gate to get a look. But in no world, like, it's just that this happens to be a mansion for sale in Connecticut. And I don't know how the word got out on the street that it was Bradley Cooper. Yeah, that's the little connecting tissue that we're missing. Like, where who put the thought in these people's minds that Bradley Cooper is living in this home? I think I think I read the the New York Times or the the Post story, and I've read some other a bunch of like local publications are writing about it. Apparently, there's a man who resembles Bradley Cooper who was <laughs> walking around, <laughs> and people are put two serious? and two together. I guess he's reportedly summering in. Um... Uh, Maine? Southport, nearby Southport. And so they, I think that's where maybe the questions came from is like, okay, well, he's in the general vicinity. This mansion was highlighted earlier in the year as the priciest house in town. Mm -hmm. Um, So people naturally wondered, I I, I guess naturally, like I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. But (laughs) If you're a big enough Bradley Cooper fan, anything is possible. Uh, I mean, this house is amazing. It's it it was on the market for twenty eight point five million dollars um, in November twenty eighteen, and the most recent price cut was June um, this June to nineteen point nine million. So he probably could afford this place, but I don't see <laughs> I don't see that this is actually a thing. I just want to laugh about the fact, like, how often do you actually see a real estate agent come out and be like, guys? He's not here. Like, it's almost brilliant reverse psychology marketing because it almost is creating more buzz about the place to just say, like, he's not here. I swear he doesn't live here than to say nothing at all because now we're all talking about it. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious that he had to come out and make a statement to be like, guys, I know you're dropping off gifts and I know you want to get a date, but dude doesn't live here. Um, did the cookies just sit there too they like drop cookies off in front of the gate like (laughs) 
they're still there. No one. Well, wants it sounds them. like they gave them to. It sounds like maybe there's security, and they because they were giving mm. them to security to ask for the dish back as soon as they were consumed. I don't know where the cookies went. Like who's inside? Like maybe the security guard has just gained a bunch of weight eating all these cookies. Yeah, and muffins. I don't know. <laughs> what if the security the security guard's like, Mister Cooper loved your cookies. Like when she comes back. <laughs> Like God, these were. He said that these were amazing, and he 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 wants some more. It's so good. Anyway, um, yeah, we're setting the record straight. A, a source told Page Six that Bradley Cooper is not renting a house in Connecticut and has not even been in the state of Connecticut recently. So, wah wah. I don't know, but where's the truth? If you're a conspiracy theorist. It sounds like something that somebody would say if they don't want us to think Bradley Cooper is Yes, it sure does. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I need to talk about the scariest thing, the scariest real estate related thing that I saw on the internet this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a listing. This is a home that's for sale. Uh, It's in, ooh, I didn't put the state on. It's in Missouri. It's in Missouri. Okay, thank you. Um, I'll, I'll, I was just so distracted by how terrifying it was. I didn't even want to know where it is. Okay. Um, it, keep going. Um, it's, ter- it's a house in Missouri. Um, and you're clicking through the photos. It looks like a relatively normal house. And then you get to photo 30. Yeah. There's 70 photos, by the way. So you have to go quite a ways in. <laughs> yeah. It's really buried this, in there. But this river. Once um, you get to episode or once you get to photo 30, you see that there's a jail, um, within this home it's not beneath the home but it is on the property it's a join to it right yeah it's a join to it there's nine jail cells um in this home and they are legitimate they're not just like piddly little like old school no these are like steel jail cells um and it looks quite terrifying this place gives me like buffalo bill vibes human trafficking like it's yeah would you be more scared by this if they were older like dirt jails is it the steel reinforcement that is terrifying to you yes it's the steel reinforcement it's the fact (laughs) that they look like a jail cell it's not just like a thing that that was left over from like you know if the house was built in the 1800s it's not like it was just something that was left over like these this is a modern day this looks like a modern day jail cell and this and this took the internet by storm. By the way, this this was definitely a, a thing that was floating around. Um, we heard about it from coworkers, and we were like, uh, "This is insane." Yeah, so it did go viral. Um, it is important to note that the house was built in 1875, so it is an old jail. It looks like a not old jail. I know. I know it's got it's got the steel sliding prison doors it's got the steel bed bunk beds it has the toilet I mean and there's nine of them so it's quite extensive I do understand why you felt thrown by it I don't know I didn't find it scary so much as intriguing um and the rest of the house is just perfectly nice by the way it's just a, a lovely Missouri home um that has been upgraded inside. Like, what is one to do with this space if you buy it? <laughs> like, well, I mean, Twitter Twitter was like, people on Twitter had fun. Someone was like, yes, the ultimate nursery. Another person was <laughs> like, hasn't this been our existence since March anyway? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I might as well capitalize on it. 
I guess the current owner, his name's Mike Diamond, um, and we would love to get in touch with Mike Diamond. Maybe we'll try, get him on the pod. Um, mm-hmm. He has been renting the home out for events and short-term stays, as as one does. I mean, that's not totally unsurprising. Um, he thinks that his jail cells would make a great escape room or mm. perhaps be a good bar or restaurant, I assume, when we can all dine and drink indoors again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like some, a you know, it could be like a, I guess the mayor of the town thinks that it could be converted into an epic haunted house. That would be pretty fun. That would be cool. I actually loved going to like haunted houses when I was younger. Like during Halloween, some houses in my neighborhood would set up little haunted houses, and you'd like go through. And that did actually, you ever pay to go to like the legit ones, or did no, you just go to the neighborhood like ones? the fright? night or the knots knots berry yeah that was my jam that was my the social event of the year I would always (laughs) organize an outing to like the haunted prison or the haunted hayride or whatever nice and was and that was in Tennessee yeah oh my god we had a lot of them I mean I feel like everybody always has a lot of those were like jump scares right like people popping out at you and yeah it's just like teenagers in theater yeah (laughs) it's like theater teenagers who just want something to a part-time job on the weekends and they get really into it oh my god (laughs) I would have fun talking back to them though like that was my defense mechanism to not be scared by it was just be like oh you think you're so scary (laughs) (laughs) no you think you're so badass wait you Yes, they talk they back be, to them. They would be doing their job in the haunted house. Like, you you walked through the door knowing that you're going to be scared, and yet you're like, what the hell are you doing to me? <laughs> well, it wasn't questioning. I was just like, oh, is that the best you've got? Okay, nice. I kind of, like, heckle them a little bit, talk back to them, try to see if I could get them to break <laughs> and did to they, laugh. Did they break? Did they, like, react? Yeah, they're teenagers. <laughs> they weren't expecting Or, like, someone. young 20-somethings. I don't, like... I, with you know high school girls coming through yeah these were not oscar award-winning actors (laughs) they were not trained on how to not break they weren't yeah they didn't go to juilliard so um that was i don't know i just got a kick out of it every fall well i could see this happening for this home in fayette is that how you say it fayette Fayette? Fayette, probably fayette missouri fayette missouri it's on the market for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. so you know, if you're into homes with a little weird quirkiness um, and you don't mind, your mind doesn't wander to what what this could have possibly been used <laughs> for, uh, check out this house. It's, it's Yeah, it's an and I guess we should one. say that originally it was a, it belonged to a local, did you already say this? It belonged to a local sheriff. You, and yeah, no, you laid that out. You're like, this was used for legit purposes. <laughs> well, like, it looks job. legit. And so, I mean, I think some people had the question, they're like, why would a private citizen have nine jail cells on their, on their property? But it yeah. did um, belong to a local sheriff. The local sheriff lived in the house, and then it adjoined to this property out back that was the jail. So it's just like, like the sheriff basically lived on site. Gotcha. So it, okay. I don't think that there is anything nefarious going on with the fact that the jail was on a private citizen's property it just that was just the way it was back in 1875 I guess yeah I actually saw someone on Twitter who was like 
you guys are being so like stupid about this that's how it was (laughs) (laughs) this is just a normal house you guys are crazy (laughs) it's just total gaslighting (laughs) i'm like well it's still it's still a normal house it's beautiful inside it's you know it's two bedrooms it's three stories it's 2500 square feet it's very nice there just happens to be nine jail cells out back (laughs) so if that's your if that's your kink if that's your thing I mean, um, look it up, go buy yes. it and tell us what you do with it. Natalie here. I just need to drop in with a little editor's note that at the time of us recording this episode, the jail cell home was for sale, but it has since been taken off the market. Um, we have no idea what prompted this change, but we will be looking into it. We can talk about this new show coming to Netflix. I I had a question to ask you, Rachel, because um, we talked about Marie Kondo organizing guru Marie Kondo's show um, when it premiered on Netflix last year to, I I think we kind of enjoyed it, right? (laughs) Like we watched a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, I didn't complete the series, but it was fine for what I watched. Yeah. And it hasn't been renewed from what I've seen for a second season. I did a little bit of research. Um, I thought it was, but I thought they were, I thought they were pivoting into, um, instead of it being like about decluttering, it was about finding happiness or something. Oh, great. (laughs) Sounds I know. Um, okay. Well, but so Netflix has another organizing show coming out. Um, it's on, it's premiering on September 9th on the platform. Um, it's featuring the home edit, which is this, it's a, there, it's a business. It's a organizing business. It's two women, um, who own the business. And the way that I found out about them was through Instagram. Um, they have me too. A huge following. Yeah, you've seen them. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen them. If you go to your Discover page, if you, you know, see photos of rainbow thing, things that are organized in a rainbow fashion, that's the home edit. That's kind of like their signature move. Um, and this show, apparently, it's going to show these two ladies going into celebrity homes because the home edit has worked with all different kinds of celebrities to organize their homes. So, uh, I mean, this sounds kind of interesting. I'll probably watch an episode just to check it out. I wanted to hear what you you thought, Rachel, on um, if you think it'll be more successful than the Marie Kondo show or more interesting than the Marie Kondo show because they are going to be going to celebrities' homes as opposed to just yeah. going into, like, random people's homes. I absolutely think that's the draw. Um, yeah. I don't care about everyday folks' issues with organizing, like, if I need that, I can just look around my own apartment. <laughs> um, I I have a like personal. I I have a thing about Reese Witherspoon, who happens to be the show's executive producer, and mm-hmm. they're also going to go into her home and help her organize. And something tells me Reese Witherspoon's home is not unorganized in any way, shape, or form. And so I'll be interested to see. I guess if it seems staged, mm, possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could be wrong about her life. I don't know her life, but... Uh, no, she seems extremely... I mean, she has so many, like, production companies and, like, projects. I don't like her. I, I'm she, not... I'm anti-Reese Witherspoon, and she just seems a little <laughs> too perfect, so... She does. She does have that air, yeah. Um. Anyway, it will be interesting to see them go into her home, see how it looks, and does she really need the help, or is it staged? They're also supposedly going into the homes of 
Neil Patrick Harris and Khloe Kardashian. I think Khloe Kardashian has famously, it might, which Kardashian is it who famously posts on Instagram their stupid organized refrigerator? I think it's Courtney. Oh. I think well, that's Courtney, the eldest. It has to run in the family, right? I don't know. Maybe well, that's not fair. Yeah, I mean, and Chloe has a young child, so maybe she'll need help organizing like a playroom or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do think that's the draw, though. Like, I mean, I I will tune in to see the celebrity, yeah, organizations, but to prob- see like I whose don't... house is a mess. <laughs> yeah, or who who's at least pretending that their house is a mess. Well, that's the thing too. Is like these celebrities are so wealthy. You're telling me that they don't have like people to clean their houses and like organize their houses for them yeah I would think they'd already have professional organizers to do this off camera like I I don't think it's like Netflix came along with a show and they're like oh my gosh this is the perfect opportunity for me to get my home in order like no but I I'll watch it because I'm curious I'll watch it because I'm curious too I don't love their like rainbow colored organization aesthetic Um, I love a rainbow color motif but there's just something that seems too precious about it. Um, I, I don't really dig when like books are organized in rainbow color. So, yeah. um, but that's very much their like thing. So I didn't know you didn't like that. Well, it just feels a little like mm-hmm. overdone. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. overdone. Well, um, tune in after the premiere on September 9th. I think Natalie, you and I will recap the show. We will watch it and see what we think and tell you guys all about it. We will recap for sure. And maybe we'll even get one of the ladies or somebody on here to talk with talk to us. After I just trashed the concept. Cool. And and their executive producer. Yes. And Reese can say goodbye to that interview opportunity. Reese Witherspoon. Whiskey in a teacup. Yeah. That's See, book. that's what I cannot stand. I do that uh you're gonna get me started. It's this so like affected like I'm such a Southern girl. I like Uh-oh. my whiskey in a teacup. Like here she goes. Just, <laughs> She's pulled out her accent. I I just I don't know. There's just something about Reese Witherspoon's personality that just strikes me as extremely fake. Yeah, and I don't care if you run this. Um, <laughs> it's the oh bless your heart like yeah. Southern thing that bothered as a Southerner like has always really kind of bothered me. And the, remember like, the when whiskey she was... in a teacup thing? It's just it's too much. Remember when she was arrested with her husband? I do. I'm an American citizen. <laughs> do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Anyway, none, nonetheless, no matter how we feel about the executive producer of the Home Edit, uh, oh, we should probably say what the show is called. <laughs> I thought it was called the Home Edit. No, I think it's like the Home Edit something. Oh, no. Okay. It's called Get Organized with the Home Edit. Yes. Yes. Uh, We will be watching Get Organized with the Home Edit, and you can look forward to that fun recap soon. Let's move on to Making Moves. We have a lot to get through um, in Making Moves, actually. We have a big agenda. Yeah, we'll try to do it quickly. Quick hits. We're going to do some quick hits, and I would just like to say we were right. We were right about so many of these things. Uh, We're going to start with probably the the latest news. Not latest. By latest, I mean the news that happened the most ago. (laughs) 
Are you okay? I am okay. Words are hard. Um, the Golden Girls house sold for $1 million over asking. $1 million. <laughs> we talked about this house. I toured this house. Um, it was on the market. It hit the market for $2.99, so basically $3 million. And it sold for $4 million. It's in Brentwood in Los Angeles, super ritzy neighborhood. Um yeah. And remember, again, this was the house that was used for the establishing shots, the exterior. The inside, though, was never seen until we took a tour of it. They had, however, um, upgraded or, I guess, done renovations to the inside and given it a retro kind of makeover. But nothing right. about the inside looked like the Golden Girls set or TV show. But it was still beautiful, and we knew it would sell for probably over asking, so we were right. We were right, and it sold, It took about a month. Like it, it didn't take any time at all. The surprising thing, in addition to it going for $1 million over asking, though, is that the buyer, apparently, because I know that we had talked about, oh, who's going to buy it? Could it possibly be HGTV wanting oh, yeah, to who bought it? give it a makeover like they did to the Brady Bunch house? No. And in fact, the family that bought it is not even particular fans of the Golden Girls show they just really liked the house the architecture and the location I I kind of love that yeah it's just like a local family who was like cool house I'm gonna buy so another another cool house um in the LA area that we've talked about if you if you've listened to the last handful of episodes you're like oh my god not this again but we had to tell you about it because Shia LaBeouf's house in Sherman Oaks um, in Los Angeles sold for almost $200,000 more than he listed it for. Yeah, I believe we said two weeks ago we will be talking about Shia LaBeouf next week. So we were off by one week, excuse me, but uh, <laughs> in the ballpark. He's been on our list for several weeks now, making moves, listing his beautiful houses and now and selling them. So right. this is the latest property to be sold for over asking we've talked before about how it's just it's gorgeous and frankly I'm a little surprised it didn't go for more over asking yeah I know another home that we were just like this is gonna go quick um Stockard Channing's house in Los Angeles it's all these like celebrity LA like nice homes uh (laughs) okay my math (laughs) what a shocker I celebrities have nice homes and they sell quickly. I know. Stocker Channing has actually owned her home. We we talked about this. Um but Stocker Channing has owned her home for a very long time, for decades. Yeah, she has the quintessential kind of Hollywood actress hideaway in Los Angeles, like, like what you bungalow. picture out of a movie. It just really is perfect. Um so it's no surprise that it went uh quickly or over asking. So she listed it for two point five million, and it sold for two point seven million. So there you go. And it was only on the market for twenty seven days. Like it was, it was another quick, quick sale. Yeah. In the time of COVID, mm-hmm. not, not to mention. Um, so Stockard, another winner. Uh, another when thing that we, we were right about. Another thing that we were right about. Um, Susan Sarandon, her gorgeous New York City loft. If you remember this one, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Maybe she a was our ago. winner because she also had owned this one for forever. Yeah. And we predicted that there is no way that she was not going to make a profit on it. 
it was so spacious. The, the, the light, the natural light was incredible. It was in a good area of New York City. Um, she listed it for $8 million, 7.9, and it's currently under contract. You know what that means, Natalie? What does that mean? You owe me. This oh my gosh. was the house that we made a wager on. No, our wager. Our candle yeah. wager. We We did. <laughs> Rachel and I I said Susan Serenin's house would sell before October. You said it would sell before Thanksgiving. Price is right rules. I win. And you owe me goops. My vagina smells like this candle. Yeah. Um Right? Yes, I I will I will definitely up uphold my end of the bargain. Um, <laughs> you don't have to. No, well, I want one of us. We've been obsessed with this candle because it's just, it's a seventy five dollar candle. You don't actually have to. Would you prefer the candle or me buy you a really nice dinner? What would you prefer? <laughs> the candle? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll make it fair. But yeah, so Susan Sarandon's place, no surprise, already in con- on under contract. Um, after I think when did it go on the market? It must have been June, July, June or July, I think. June or July, yeah. Um, and finally, in making moves, um, another home that we talked about in Winners and Losers. This man, Russell Peters, comedian, uh, he was our loser because he has an ugly house. It's currently pending, though. So he listed it for $8.5 million. Uh, it dropped to eight point three, and it's now pending. So, you know, despite the hideous interiors, it's someone wants it. And it's it's been on the market for like two months. So, you know, not, not a large am- amount of time for a house this expensive. But uh, someone was like, oh, I have to have... <laughs> I have to have this early 2000s style home. Give I mean, me. I think I think it was a combination of things. It's a massive house is the thing. And it's a massive house with sort of bad dated uh, design and architecture. So it's a little surprising because it doesn't seem like it's the type of thing that might be easy to fix. But who knows? I know because it, it definitely has that like rock star celebrity kind of feel just looking at these photos just like someone who just wants a big house like a big cool house but doesn't really have the greatest of taste but just wants like a fish tank and like heavy you know heavy wood wood ceilings and it's just yeah yeah um so yeah so that's it for making moves that's all the you know wheeling and dealing were made in the past week I know it's weird. I mean, because people are just in the time of COVID, you know, people are still buying homes. So they are pretty ones and ugly ones. Now it's time for winners and losers. This is the segment at the end of our show where we talk about celebrities and the real estate deals they've made. Some have been good. Some have been not so good. We are going to start with our loser so that we can end on a high note. Our loser this week is TV personality Wendy Williams. Wendy. Yes. So Wendy. Good old Wendy. Good old Wendy. She owned a property in Livingston, New Jersey. Uh, it was listed a year ago for $1.9 million. 
and the price was cut. Um, the price was cut again. And the house recently sold for 1.475. So she took a little bit of a loss. You know, this was the home that she owned with her husband, Kevin, uh, excuse me, ex-husband. Uh, wait. Yeah, ex-husband, yeah. right? Well, it says in the story, it says her husband. I know, but they they definitely incorrect? split. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, yeah. After they're split. I see, I see, I see. And they, but they bought the property for 2.1 million in 2009. So she did not get her price she did not get as much as she put into it Uh, for numbers sake wendy is our real estate loser of the week that means it's time for our winner our winner is former supermodel cheryl teagues who finally sold her home in los angeles tell me more about it natalie well this is kind of a similar situation to stalker channing um in that Cheryl Teagues has owned this home for decades. Uh, she bought it for $2.5 million. Um, it was built in 1951. It's a single story, you know, big, huge, sprawling single story home. The reason that she's our winner is because she sold it for $14.1 million. That's not, you know, she wanted more money for it. She actually put it on the market in 2013 for $12 million and then relisted it uh again for 15 and then tested the market again for 18.5 million last year so Mm. she's kind of been like seeing how much she can get she knows it's worth a lot apparently she's poured like millions into this place and i think it shows yeah it's balinese inspired which is like my favorite like i I love. love balinese decor um with the wood beams and it's got so many windows and vaulted ceilings. It's really beautiful. I questionable decisions on some of her decor, but um, these, the bones of this house are gorgeous. Like I would snatch it up in a heartbeat. So I'm really surprised that it took so long. Yeah. Rachel, you said her uh, questionable decor choices. How do you feel about the artwork right by the, um, the kitchen, (laughs) the the time magazine cover with somebody likes themselves. I mean, if I were a supermodel and I were on the cover of time magazine, I'd probably put it up in my own house too. Wouldn't you? But would you cover the time magazine covers with like eighties, like cut out shapes? Maybe that's her way of trying to be humble. Okay. Oh, I'm art. I don't know. I'm covering one of my It's breasts. quite, I don't like it. I'm just saying, I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt and see things. Well, that's that's really nice of you. That's yeah, really nice. I, I try to do that with celebrities. <laughs> I do. Um, can I ask you what you feel about her bedroom? I was just looking at that. There's like the drapey, drapey, <laughs> So drapies. weird. It's creepy. The drapey drapies behind her bed. And then. It's very heavy. And yeah, the drapey drapies, it's, it's like it wants to be a canopy style bed but yeah took a trip back to 1765 I don't know it's confusing to me this is definitely one of those houses where the decor is not great but the I feel like the bones of it are and yeah I you could easily come in here and make it your own and make it look like a completely different place yeah anyway it's in Bel Air um Cheryl Teagues sold her home and for that she is our real estate winner of the week and that's it for house party 
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, please go to realtor.com slash news. Uh, you can also go to Google, type in realtor.com and the subject, and it should show up for you there. If or you, click the show notes. Or go to the show notes. Yes, we, we've, we've started and we will continue to link all the stories in the show notes. So go to your app, look at the uh, show notes, and you'll find all the links there. Um, if you like what you heard today, please subscribe. And if you have a few more seconds, scroll down, give us a review, give us a rating. I almost messed that up. Give us the rating and write us a review. It helps people find us and we love to hear what you have to say about the show. If you want to send us your thoughts via email, we are podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on all the social medias, wherever you do your social medias. Um, We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at House Party Pod on all three. Find us there. That's where we're posting the photos that we talked about, the stories we've talked about, just generally discussing the news of the day. And we would love to have you chime in. Thank you again for tuning in and we will catch you later. Bye. Bye.